Time to go back to the beginning and do it all over again on Overview with Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Tom Clancy's Josh Schaefer, Season (laughs) 4. Queen (laughs) B. And we are going to be talking today about, well, technically, specifically the Ryanverse. This is the Tom Clancy stuff that's, like, focused solely on Jack Ryan and, I guess, now one movie that's kind of related because we finally have a spinoff to something or other, but I don't know that anyone cares. Um, there have been a number of adaptations of the Jack Ryan films, and I want to get this out of the way right now up front. I can't really give a shit about any of them. Like, our, uh, B and my, our mother, did not raise us to be, like, rah-rah, America woo kind of people, and these movies are very rah-rah, America kind of films. So if you can't get into the patriotism it's selling i feel like these hot movies are kind of a hard sell not even patriot games it's okay it's fine like i think part of my problem is like for the first the three movies the alec baldwin and two han solo films like they um they just kind of blend together to me in their in their mid-90s blandness yeah but patriot games has sean bean in it Mm -hmm. so so let's be you were going to say something first. You, you can't seem to, you know, they can't seem to have Jack Ryan get through more than maybe two movies before they change Jack Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think and we can cover this. The first three movies in this set are technically all part of the same series, despite the fact that Alec Baldwin's Jack Ryan and then whoever played his wife, uh, they changed from the first movie to the second. They're supposed to take place all in the same universe, technically. So... The Hunt for Red October, which has a very Scottish uh, Sean Connery playing a very Russian submarine guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't even get through that sentence without laughing. Like, of of the three films, I feel like this is the strongest movie as a movie. But it's also the weakest Jack Ryan film because he feels not like superfluous to it, but there's... Stronger characters like the Sean Connery's Russian spy captain, like in the movie, that's better than Jack Ryan is. Yeah, well, you know, you had Alec Baldwin who played Jack Ryan for a yep. couple of movies. You had Harrison Ford who played uh, for a couple of movies. Couple. You have uh, Chris Pine who was him in a one movie. I one think movie. I don't think he did the second one. Ben Affleck and then was before that, yeah. Yeah, he was in one, um, and then you now have Jack Ryan being played by John Krasinski, which I I like him, um, but the second season just blew chunks compared to the first season, so... And this this is the issue I have, I think, with, like, Tom Clancy's books, which I haven't read, but how they get adapted, um... So the books started, what, like in the 1970s or something, and they're written very of the time period they came out in. So when Hunt for Red October came out and it's Cold War era, late 80s, when it, when it happens, it still can be a Cold War era style film because that felt, even if we were past the point where the wall fell down, the Berlin Wall, for those who are too young to remember, um, that it still could play in the time period it's in. And then Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger are about, like, 
the IRA, which was still active at the time, and the drug war, which was active because of Reagan and is never gonna fucking go away. So those, you know, those were fine. And, like, I think action-wise, Clear and Present Danger is probably the best action film, even if it's got, like, the most meandering story. And of the villains, I think Sean Connery's better than Sean Bean, but both the first and the second one, which is Patriot Games, uh, those are strong for their villains, even if the stories aren't necessarily the best. I think of the first three, though, Hunt for Red October is the best film with the best story. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, 100%. like in, in the Harrison Ford movies, you've got two lead actors there. You've got Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford's finger that he points at everyone. Well, <laughs> are you talking you don't want to be fingered by Harrison Ford? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Callista Flockhart maybe does, but I don't, okay? That's his signature, though. He does it to like Princess Leia. Does it to, he's a very pointy person. Yeah, and it's worth it. <laughs> can you? That's a shtick. Can you just like, 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 I don't know. I just like in 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 episode seven. I just want Princess like Leia to look at me. Go, can you point that somewhere else, please? I'm tired of it. That's like asking Holy oh. Shore not to do the weasel. Like, if you, just can't. you rank, if you rank all the Jack Ryan's according to popular society right now, Alec Baldwin was the best. Yes, Jack Ryan. I would agree. Then you have Harrison Ford who yeah. played. Uh, you know, uh, the statesman and president. And then you had John Krasinski who comes in third and Ben Affleck comes in fourth. And there's only been four actors who have played, or right. and Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine doesn't even rank on here. So, so um, sorry, Chris Pine. Okay, so The Sum of All Fears is the, the next one in the, of the four so far that we've touched upon with Alec Baldwin. Not Alec Baldwin, with Ben Affleck. And, um, like, it's not a good movie, but it's more, I think it's actually more watchable than the Harrison Ford ones for what it is. It's a prequel or reboot or whatever you want to call it with a young Jack Ryan. And like, I feel like Ben Affleck was probably not the best person to play the role because instead of playing like a nebbish like dude like John Krasinski does in the first season of Jack Ryan, he plays a very yeah. Ben Affleck character. Yes. You know what, I I, I don't like shitting on Ben Affleck because I, I actually like him in a certain movie. Yeah, I really liked him in The Accountant. He was amazing. Um, he's good Wait, for certain roles. That? Yeah, he's good for certain was roles. He wasn't, he wasn't he was half bad yeah, as Batman. Huh? He wasn't half bad as Batman. No, actually, I think it's not the Justice or like ben, Batman be. It's not Ben Affleck that was the problem with Batman v Superman and Justice League. It's that those movies betrayed the character he came in to play. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, so, so he's not terrible. He might no. he might be an awful person, but he's not a terrible actor. Um, so it, it, we'll we'll go with that. But you know, Jack Ryan movies as they were, um, I think my favorite out of all of the Jack Ryan movies, and I have seen all of them, amazingly enough, because even though our mother did not put in our brain that you know america is america even though she was in the navy and the nsa mm -hmm. sorry mom you're dead doesn't matter um <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> we don't talk about that um i i really liked uh harrison ford and i think it was clear and present danger i think it was clear and present danger Nicaragua, that i really liked Dr in Nicaragua. Nicaragua. yeah i think that was the one that i liked the best out of all of them um, but I, I do like I do like the first season of Jack Ryan with John Krasinski, and I think he plays a, a very good Jack Ryan. He just needs a better writer. 
He does. Well, the problem... So, so yeah. before we jump the gun on that, and I think we're all going to have opinions on that Amazon series, uh, we do at least need to touch on the last one, which is Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, the fifth of the Jack Ryan movies officially starring Jack Ryan in them, uh, to show up so far. And I think I know the problem with this. And it's the same problem I had with Murder on the Orient Express. And it's the same problem I had with the first Thor film. And I haven't seen the Cinderella remake, but I'm sure I'd have that problem with it too. It's a Kenneth Branagh production. And Kenneth Branagh is a really boring director. He really is. He's a great actor, though. He is. He's a very Shakespearean actor. You put him in Shakespeare and just have him act, he's fine. The problem is, Kenneth Branagh only wants to show up in Kenneth Branagh movies. And Kenneth Branagh movies are boring. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, Chris Pine, again, he's not nebbish enough to play the analyst that is Jack Ryan. But he's fine for the kind of role they wanted him to play in Shadow Recruit. And I like the fact that the the quote-unquote wife, who's his girlfriend and then fiancé, played by uh, Keira Knightley, is uh, his girlfriend in that film. And she's fine. And they actually give her more to do than uh, the wife usually gets in these films. But even with all of that, it's still wretchedly boring. There's a lot of uh, talking. Yeah, a lot of talking and not a lot of action. Which it's, it tells you exactly what you need to know about Shakespearean actor Kenneth Branagh and what he likes to do in his movies. Yeah, talk. Talk. Who would have thought? Yeah, I know, right? Let's have long exposition. Hmm. So, and then of course he was also uh, in Tenant, and he had long exposition in that too. And Tenant's a terrible movie, even if Kenneth Branagh didn't direct it. <laughs> I'm not sure what line this movie is from. I know it's from a Jack Ryan movie because Kathleen and I laughed about it for such a long time. But sure. the amount of it has to be one of the Harrison Ford ones, um, where the 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 mom and the and his daughter are in a car accident, and they come back and they say that. She had to have her spleen removed. And Kathleen and I just look at each other and go, hey, you don't need it anyway. Yeah. It's not like it's going to kill her. She'll be fine. Patriot's Day. That was, I think that yeah. was the one because they, it was a terrorist attack on them. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, that kind of detail in that movie, that can could have completely been, like, yeah. taken out. Like, there was no point for it. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, she was in a serious car accident, and we took out probably the least effective organ that we could. The, can we get... Exactly. Maybe we could have removed her gallbladder or her appendix. Like, yeah. So, um, so yes, John Krasinski. So let's talk about what works and what doesn't for the Amazon TV series, Jack Ryan. And what works about Jack Ryan is John Krasinski and then the, the guy from The Wire that plays opposite him. Well, here is my, Wendell one of my Pierce. biggest. Wendell Pierce. Yeah, okay. I see her. yeah. My biggest problem with season two is they've already established the girl that he plans to marry in season one. Mm -hmm. They established that. Yeah. In season two, they kind of have him flirting with some other spy. Yeah. She's the wife Um, or the girlfriend or fiance or whatever she's going to be is nowhere to be seen in this show. But um, yeah. Yeah. So it's and I think a lot of that problem is the fact that like Tom Clancy was a very raw, raw America go team kind of guy. For all the stuff that he wrote up until he died and someone else took over and they're just continuing what he did. Um, And, you know, part of that raw, raw America is the nuclear family. So you got to have the the straight white bread dude, which is Jack Ryan. uh, And you got to have the wife 
so that they can have their 2.5 kids. And she's got to be in everything as a background person so that she can be there to support her raw, raw America guy. Which, take it or leave it, that's fine. I like the movies where she actually gets more to do. But the shows aren't based on any particular Jack Ryan story. They, um, they specifically said that all the stuff that happens in those novels is so outdated to the a world that we live in right now that they just threw it all aside and decided to write their own stuff. And the first season's kind of okay for what it is. It's a little xenophobic, but it's fine for what it is. And it kind of feels like they at least took a plot line that could have shown up in a Jack Ryan film and adapted that. But the second season isn't based on anything. And it feels like the writers were just writing their own Jack Ryan fan fiction and it sucked. Yeah, it definitely does suck. And um, yeah, the the future girlfriend wife is never to be seen again. And then he starts flirting with somebody else. And if you ha- if you are a Jack Ryan fan, you cannot yeah. have you can't have that. Yeah. That's not it's not possible to have that because you're taking it's like taking Snow White and taking her out of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? You you can't just do that. She has a purpose. Her she has an entire story arc. Did you have to do with her? If you don't do that story arc, people will be completely lost as to why you have a story that isn't that story. It's so like, but she renounces her crown and doesn't meet any dwarves and doesn't become the fairest of them all and just kind of goes off and becomes a woodcutter. Or or a baker, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like it makes, it makes no sense but to the people who know the story. That's all of what happens in second season because the analyst part of Jack Ryan is almost completely ditched and now he's this like guns akimbo CIA agent running around and taking out guys left, right, and center. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Finally, for the whole run, we have Without Remorse. Have both of you guys watched that Amazon movie? No, okay. I have not. You didn't miss I anything. Think... Yeah, I, think I started to watch. It's. I don't remember most of it. It's a tedious slog. So, the character, uh, it's um John something. It's his na- his last name changes by the end of the movie, so it doesn't even matter. But it's a very like Jack Ryan. It's a very generic white bread name. Um, even though he's a black guy in the movie. Uh, but you know they're basing it on the Jack Ryan books, and this is a character who's shown up in the movies before. He was played by. Willem Dafoe, with a lot of charisma, because it's Willem Dafoe, in A Clear and Present Danger. He was played by Sabretooth, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, he was played by Michael B. Jordan in Without Remorse. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was, I was building to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the previous movies, he's actually kind of charismatic and sarcastic and interesting. Like, he's seen some shit, but... He's developed a sense of humor about it in the I am the black ops guy that they call in because they can't call in you, Jack Ryan, face of America, uh, but they need to get stuff done. So he's the, he's the shadow operative, the actual shadow recruit instead of, like, you know, Chris Pine. Um, so he's played by Michael B. Jordan here, and they purposely put him right after his wife dies. So he's grieving the whole time, utterly depressed, and doesn't have the part of the character that actually works. So he's an absolute chore to watch. And they did this to Michael B. Jordan, who was fantastic as Killmonger and can play a charismatic character. It was the worst idea possible for this movie. You're not wrong, and now I remember it. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. Like, like, wow. I, I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think we watched this movie, parts of it, and then you're sitting there going, no, I, I watched the whole thing, and it was it was awful. Yeah, it was bad. It, it was. was bad. Like, yep. if they make another one, I have hopes that they set it, like, five years later and let Michael B. Jordan play a charismatic character, because the guy they got right now, the character is wretched, and I don't want to watch him again. Yeah. Yeah. I remember exactly what happened while watching that film. I went, this is boring. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> yeah. is. It is. So, it looking at the whole of it then, what we have is effectively two good movies, and I count all of the Hunt for Red October and parts of the two Harrison Ford films. And then we have one season of a show that's really good and a lot of screen time that sucks. Yeah. So... So my question to you guys, I, I got two, but the first one is, am I missing something? Do you, if, if I was more patriotic, do you, would I like this better? No. Okay. You, you, being more patriotic isn't going to make you like patriotic movies um, because it's, they're bad. Okay. They're Josh. just bad. I, I don't have anything else to add to it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily super patriotic, but... I can't imagine if I was super patriotic that I'd like it anymore just because I mean, I love James Bond movies and I don't give a shit about like England, you know, (laughs) in the sense of I'm not patriotic as a great Britain person Mm -hmm. or English as they are also called sometimes. Yeah. The Brits. Yeah. So my other question then is like, let's say that you could do, any story you want. You don't have to stick... We don't, we're, we're already off book with Tom Clancy anyway, so you don't have to use his novels. What would be a Jack Ryan story that would interest you? Um, Jack Ryan figures out the American Healthcare Network. Oh, God. <laughs> him in a room? Is it like a bottle episode? Just two hours of him like in a room actually like doing analyst shit? Yeah, like, or maybe he's meeting with his HR rep and t- <laughs> he's, you know, talking through about how it's going to be you know, if you get shot in the shoulder, it's going to be two hundred thousand dollars if you're in the U.S. So <laughs> try not to get shot here. Get so, shot in Norway; they'll take care of you. Yeah, so go, <laughs> go to Sweden. So, so does he? Does he then spend time like doing filing and collating and stuff, or does like at some point he just like no fuck this and he t- picks up a gun and then like kills everyone at like Anthem Blue Cross or something? What, what's what's the end game? But, well, you guys were missing the whole point that if you're in the military, you're you're covered under military uh, health care, which is probably oh. yeah, but no, only if he's not in the military anymore. So it has to be an analyst no longer actually in the military. You know, now he's just working a nine to five analyst job somewhere, and life. he's a vet, and then he would have to go to the VA, and then you know, then it would be more interesting. I don't know. I like the idea of Jack Ryan played by John Krasinski just getting a job as like part of the nerd herd at Best Buy. Nice, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'd watch it. <laughs> and then he, he ends up with someone's laptop and like he studies it and realizes they're like a criminal and then he goes off on his mission and his wife goes, You retired for a reason. Exactly. Well she's you know, she's a doctor, so yeah. he doesn't really have to work. She's never home anyway. Yeah, no, he just he gets a a a, a nine-to-five tech job and then suddenly like keeps getting sucked into ridiculous plot lines and Wendell Pierce's and uh like CIA guy is like, We need you to do this. He's like, but but he's like, no, it's a child pornography ring. You're the only one that can stop it from the inside. Yeah, we need to write for Jack Ryan. Let's do that. 
Anyway, uh, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G, an overview of the Jack Ryan series, and then some. I am Mike Shadow Groot Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. <laughs> Queen B. And we will see you next time. Thank you.